Just like the only Trump we acknowledge is Tayana. Put up on, on campus at Morgan. Yeah. Fuck that, that student. Yeah. Would you have done it? <sighs> I mean, it had to be recorded, right? Uh, I think maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, if, I it mean did, if it didn't get recorded? If it didn't get recorded, I would have definitely done it. Yeah, exactly. I, I would definitely fucking shout to you on the show. If the stipulation that she had to record it, face was included. Face is included. Face. No, I can't do it, dog. No face. Yeah, for sure. Brands, tasks, and all, but I can, I'll still deny it. No face, no case, dog. Big fat. No face, no case. <laughs> yeah. It ain't me. <laughs>a chance to win the NBA championship if there is such thing in 2020. Uh, as always, we'll leave you with our AVM section. Um, we're excited for another great episode, so thanks for rocking with us, and without further ado, Tunde, what's good, doggy? I'm actually a lot better than I was yesterday. Yeah? Uh, not even a lot of you. I just, better, better in what sense? Like, I took a nap. I, I took a nap earlier. Like it was like thirty minutes, and it, it worked wonders because I was I was so out of it. You see, I'm out of it clearly, bro. Like yeah, I forgot. I see my- you drinking your coffee. You see me, my dude. Like coffee. it's real, bro. Yeah, it's took a little micro nap, or a regular nap, as most people call it. My naps usually are like two hours, but but yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Uh, no running today. Might do a little Peloton uh, class later. Mm. So. I got my tempo run. My I, so I've started my cadence has been Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I think that's kind of what I've settled in on. 
Okay. Um, it doesn't interfere with my writing schedule and my uh, other stuff that I have at work. I might have to switch it up again for next week because I'm since I'm back in Cali now, I do my jujitsu classes on Tuesday. Okay. I think up here we do. We've set it on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, depending. See, that's nice. Like I would, I would. I would like that. Like I do like, you know, starting the week on that Monday, hitting it hard, especially with the tempo run. Um, but I've been just trying to like really be more intentional and organized with my schedule. And so like obviously I'm getting back in the, into town and so I'm trying to like figure that whole thing out, but I mean, I do like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm just more concerned that when we start getting to 10 plus miles, that, yeah, that Friday, Friday long run. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, dead. Bro. That's dead. But, um, for really quickly, for those of you that are listening who are like, what the hell is a tempo run? Basically, it's a run where you run intervals. So you can you might run whatever your fastest pace might be. You might run 75, 80% of that pace. So if you if your fastest run is like, let's say, uh, a nine minute mile, you you might run a 930 915 yeah 9, 915 and then you you sustain that for how long maybe a mile and then you take a quarter mile at a jog and then you pick right back up and then you drop it down and you pick right back up so it's it's sustained bursts of of long running at fast paces i got to be honest with you i i think you have it written out on the training plan but uh-huh. I know that on some of the on the Excel sheet, you know, it'll be one time where it's like, oh, three by one mile. Yeah. And and then on other weeks, it'll just be like four miles or. Yeah. Or, so then, so, so the, the way I've been doing it, the way yeah. I've been doing it is, oh, it's four miles this week. I'm damn near trying to do that whole pace, the no. entire four miles. Uh-huh. I'm not taking no breaks, bro. Like and so like last week I was beasting and I had posted the thing in the chat and I was like. Yo, Strava jacked up my time, bro. Like, my first mile was like 7.45. My last one was 7.50. And then in the middle, it was like 10 minutes. That's bullshit. And I was hot. But, like, I think it's just because city miles and GPS gets fucked up sometimes. But Oh, for sure. And especially there's tall buildings around. Hell, in Chicago? Come on, G. Easy. Yeah. But I think I, I, I set it that way so you could run however long you want to run. Slow it down. Pick it up. Slow it down. You know. Mm-hmm. At your at your discretion. Mm. Well, shit, so. man. I'm out here trying to do all four of them things. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I think we're already talking about it. But training, training, I think is is going really well so far. Uh, I'm I'm happy with the progress that people are making. Yeah. In the group. Last night we we found out that the that the race that we are training for did get canceled. Womp, but. Womp, womp. Unlike a lot of other races, they got canceled. I think that this is my sixth race that got canceled this year, which, which um, you know, I've seen it coming. But the good thing about this race is the Portland Marathon is giving us a three options. The first yeah. is they're, they're making a smaller, um, it's called an OYO, O-Y-O, on your own run, where they set up the timing. They mail you your, your shirts, your, your medals, your timing, timing chip. Like all the goodies, and you basically start from a point that day in the in the city, and they have a a USA uh, TF like certified course. 
Yeah. 13.1 miles, and it's timed and everything. So it's a smaller socially distanced um, or physically distanced race. So that's what we're still planning on doing, running that smaller race. So I'm excited for it. Honestly, I, uh, the way they kind of laid it out and, like, all the 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 gear and goodies that they ship it with, it's just damn near, like, running the – the regular race, except for now it's just going to be a smaller group. Like, it's just our squad, right? We still get the chip. We still get the bibs. Yep. We get the shirts, the medals. You can still log in. And, still and logged like, in, yeah. Still log in and see, like, okay, here's, here's, my, here's my official time for my, my half. So I'm still going to run it, like, you know, maybe like I might not meet my goal, but I'm still going to try to get it in. Yeah, I, I do think that not having, like, the full fanfare of the race will kind of affect, because I know, and we've talked about it before, but that, that whole adrenaline of just all the people and stuff yep. out there, you really kind of feed off that energy. Yep. I mean, I think everybody's been so damn competitive, though, this year, that I think that that's still going to kind of push people to really, like, eat oh, on this oh. race. Um, but uh, there, there are people it, it'll be fun for this. I don't, like... I don't want to put people's names out there, but there are people in our in our little group that have like bets going on who's going to finish in oh, what yeah. time and oh, yeah. who can beat who. So oh, it's yeah. really competitive, and oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to all the shit talking that's going to happen in in our Airbnb. Yeah, I can't wait before and after the race. Oh, and the Airbnb has a pool, right? Like, yep. man, honestly, like I'm going to kick it. Like I, the race is going to be sweet. You know, I like doing them. I don't. I'm not super stressed about being able to hit my time. You know, say so maybe I'm not pushing myself enough. But quite frankly, you know, we're doing this for fun. At the end of the day, like, yeah, it's cool to have a goal, and you know, so so be it. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna kick it with the yeah. homies. We about to first. be in Portland, right? Like, I'm fun. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. I'm fun yeah. first, and then everything else. We'll we'll work itself out. Yeah, Guinness. Yeah. Fun first, bro. Fun first, Guinness. <laughs> and Hate and it. and the thing is, like, on your end, like I think everyone that's running the race so far, I've met, except for one person, I've met everyone. And I, like you, you haven't met like, you haven't met like Gary or Marquise Shannon. or Shannon in person. So it's gonna be cool to like have every because we play all play like Call of Duty down there every day. Yeah, and like we all like kick it that way. But it's gonna be cool to have everyone like in the same place. Hell yeah! It'll be interesting to see what outside looks like in October, though. That's the one thing that I'm curious. Like, would it be something where we just kind of have to do our own thing at the house? Or oh, is yeah. it like, you know what I'm uh, saying? I probably so. I, I'm. A, I'm assuming that we'll probably like after the race get a bunch of liquor and just kick it at the crib. And and the people who, you know, are have our I guess like our own NBA bubble within the crib. Ah, oh, facts. So I mean, even if even if that's the case, I'm cool with that too. Honestly, G, the homies is gonna talk shit, play games, and like kick it, bro. Yep. Definitely. And we and we have like I mean, it is a diverse group. Like it's not just guys with us too, right? Like there's a few no. girls that are running the race with us. Yeah. I think a few more might join. And honestly, with it being like the on your own sort of thing, like honestly, it's a great opportunity for us to even kind of expand the group. So some people that aren't necessarily looking to be as competitive with it, you know, uh, they could easily join. Maybe even do like the 10K or something like that, and we could be lit, lit, yeah. lit, lit. Mm. 
So if anyone's interested out there, y'all hear us talking about it, and you want to um, potentially get down with the the Portland half, um, hit us up, yo. Yeah. So even if you don't feel like paying for it, you can always just, just honestly run. just run next to us. Man, yeah. why not? You, you won't get a medal, but I mean, you should do it for the medals. But yeah, always got to do it for the bling. Who are you? Who are me to judge? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but to yeah. each his own. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like I said, I'm definitely looking forward forward to it. I think maybe even more so now. Honestly, because it's almost like we just have our own intimate little race thing going on, and everything else is just like keep all that extra stuff over there. Damn, but we're probably not gonna get no free beers though. It's fine. Is it? It's fine. Is it fine? I mean, it's, it's not. It's not. It's, but it's not. <laughs> it's, not but it's cool. I'll, I'll I'll buy enough Guinness to to last me the weekend. Ugh, ugh, fucking Guinness. Ugh. I'm gonna get. We're at what's White Claws only, baby. Amazing beer. White Claws only, baby. You huh. know how eyes gets down. Ain't no laws when you drinking claws. What? <laughs> sound, I sound basic as hell, don't I? I hate White Claw. Do you really hate White Claws? It's, yeah, it's just, it's not good. Okay, okay, hold on. You don't like them? Oh, yeah, or, I don't like them. Or you like hate them. White Claws? Okay. I you, don't like them. They don't taste good to you? No, they don't. Like, I might as well, like, be drinking a Sprite or something. What's wrong with drinking Sprite? If a Sprite could get you fucked up, you wouldn't like a Sprite? Tunde, we shotgunned, we shotgunned White Claws together, bro. Yeah, shotgun is different, way different than, than Cassie <laughs> sipping White Claw. Listening to the new Taylor Swift album. <laughs> Don't judge us, people. Don't judge us. <laughs> no, it's our life. I'm about, to, I'm, about to, I'm about to put that in the group right now. I'm saying, hey, fellas, let's all get our, get our, get our White Claws. They got watermelon flavored. I know how much you love watermelon. Um... And um, we will be lit on the claws, G. That's a, that's a joke, by the way. Um, Tunde does not like watermelon, but he just ignores me now. So we've been doing the podcast for too long. I I don't know. The thought of, of, of putting those, those two things together. No. It, it, like, it's... It's like... Uh, avocado, it's like avocado seafood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like avocado. Is that even a thing? I don't know. That's it absurd. Just, it sounds like my worst nightmare. Avocado seafood. I bet there's like some seafood with like an avocado, like a base sauce. That's probably fire, bro. Like, like okay, some, like some shrimp with some. Some like a green salsa type thing, like pff, that's probably fuego. That's all right. Speaking of uh, Tunde's questionable opinions on things, you know, we did want to take a quick second to give some feedback um, from last week. Well, you know, not we. I wanted to take a second to give some feedback <laughs> on last week because you know we put a, a poll up on the Instagram on the Instagram account, based around our question from last week, our Dylon segment, which was, you know, top five black actors slash actresses of all time, right? Um, you know, I think my list was Sam Jackson, 
Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, Viola Davis, and and uh, Octavia Spencer. And if I remember correctly, your list was uh, Viola Davis, Denzel Washington, Forrest Whitaker, Jamie Foxx, and Alfred Wilder. Right. Did you say five names? You said four, five yeah. names. Uh, Viola, so Denzel, Forrest, Jamie, and Alfred. And Sam Jackson, yeah. Yeah, for my for my honorable mention. No, Sam Jackson was in your top five. You changed it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I did change it. You I did changed change it. it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Because yep. I convinced you. I took I, I took out Jamie Foxx, and then put put Sam Jackson in my top five. No, you took out Forrest Whitaker. Did I? I'm pretty sure you had Jamie Foxx top five. Because that's why that's why the whole debate ensued, my guy. Because I put the poll up saying, is Jamie Foxx the top five actor of all time? Black anyway, actor of all time. Anyway, that's my and, top six. And, and for some reason, the listeners came back in, what, 59% of people said yes. And I'm over here like, what? Like, I was so disappointed in our audience for the first time, mind you. Because I typically love our audience. And I, I'm not saying I still don't, but... For them to come back and so overwhelmingly agree with you saying Jamie Foxx is a top five black actor, it makes me think that they don't know other black actors. Like, but, how does Jamie Foxx beat like James Earl Jones? But I think, I think we didn't make the the stipulations clear. We didn't say all time, bro. I put look, look, look. I'm, I got receipts, Tunde. I got receipts, my guy. It's on the poll. It says is oh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, it says all time, all caps, all caps. No excuse. Stop bumping for the audience. They know what they did. They know what they did. Uh, they know what they did. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Like, I'm not going to argue them because I said it. So I'm, I'm of the I'm of the belief that the audience is just like, we just like Toon Day. We want to agree with Toon Day. And they'd be like, John, no, you wrong, bro. They'd be hating on me. I think it's more hate than they agree, bro. That's what I'm sticking to. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. I don't, I don't know, dog. Like, Jamie Foxx ain't no slouch either. Like, a Little Color came out in 1990. Yes. He's had a 30-year acting career. He's talented. I'm not saying he's not talented. And, and like, we, when we talked about it offline... You know, he's been in a lot of great movies. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of great movies. And, you know, I am excited for the Tyson movie that's coming out. I think that shit's going to be incredible. Did you see that, that clip where he like, kind of explains, like, the intro? To uh, was it when he was, like, talking about how Mike Tyson talks or whatever? No, 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 no. He's, like, he basically is, like, laying out, like, the intro to the movie. Okay. What, no, like, I didn't like, what it is, like it, the way he explains it, dog, it's... You just have to. I'll send it to you and get off. But Yeesh. like, it's it's amazing. Like just the, just just the way he describes it. And this is be, this is like maybe two years ago. This is like before they even greenlit this whole thing. And I'm just like, whoa! I got it. just based on the way he explained it. Like, I gotta see this. Uh, I gotta see this. How much of it is the actor, and how much of it is just the character is so great, right? Because we could make the same argument like Will Smith as Ali, and everybody's like, oh, Will Smith, you did such a great job playing Ali. But, like, Ali is just a fire person. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like, is it the character or is it the actor? You feel me? I mean... Compare that to, like, Daniel Day-Lewis playing Abraham Lincoln. Like... I, I think it's both, in, in this case. Mm. 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 Ugh. We'll see. Honestly... And, and I, don't, I don't know. You don't listen to um, Artist Smoke Podcast, do you? I don't, know. I only listen to, like, the the amazing snippets that they release when they're talking about some of those crazy stories. You should listen to the, the Jamie Foxx one when he had him on. Okay. Like, He's, we already know he's talented, but like his impressions game is like, like it's top crazy. tier. Yeah, it's top tier. And he's like, he, he does like, he's telling all these stories, and each story he tells, he's like doing an impersonation of each person. Like his Quincy Jones impersonation is spot on. Really, like his 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 Ray impersonation. He talks about like like how like he got how he did it. Yeah, like how he did it, and how he's talking to Ray and everything. Spot on. Like he's, I don't know, dude's talented. I, I, and, you know, I don't want to sit here and, like, try to take away anything from this man. Because this man is, you know, I, he's a great actor. He's a great actor. And I think he has incredible versatility as well. Um, and, and maybe, you know, I am slighting him somewhat. Like, I am not ready to say he's a top five black actor slash actress of all time. Um, and, you know, even when we were talking offline, like, of all time, you still would, you know, say that you would put him over some of the... Sidney Poitiers and the, um, I don't know, other folks of that class. Like, that's tough, bro. That's tough. It's yeah. tough. But then, like, I know He's still not, working, it's, it's though, not acting. this is not acting, but, like, he makes fire albums, too. Okay, see, that's a whole other conversation. And I'm does he saying, make fire albums? Unpredictable you know, album, to me, was amazing. Amazing. I love that album. Unpredictable album? Just, just look it up. You get a chance. I am. I am. Look it up. You get a chance. Oh, I am. And then he even has your man on there. If it's fire, if it's fire, that might be my, my AVM next week. How about that? All right. I have a, I have a story offline to tell you about the Jimmy Fox. About I Jimmy bet. Fox. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet it, you. It, it, it involves a woman. I don't. I don't doubt that. That's why it's got to be offline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, lord! Yes, thank you, audience, for having my back. Yeah, whatever. Greatly appreciate audience. It. Audience, do better. Do better. <laughs> I still love y'all and everything, but like, come on, come on, step it up. I, I think maybe I think too highly, but no, I'm just kidding. Y'all are great. Uh, like, like, rate, subscribe to the show. Tell us what you think. <laughs> uh, but all right, let's move on to current events. Let's move on to current events. So, you want to set the stage for us? Okay. Yeah. So, basically, a sociology professor, tenure professor, let's put that out there now, um, Lawrence Mead, wrote an article in, in, uh, that was published by Springer, and he talks about, basically, different racial groups Blacks and Hispanics, they aren't motivated to want to better themselves through through education and hard work, and that they are, lack of a better word, lazy. And this paper was again published, and it's been a lot of a lot of backlash. Um, 
by basically everyone who's who has common sense. And NYU put out a statement basically saying that while they do not agree with his views and opinions, they do uh, back academic freedom and basically what all organizations do or companies, they say that NYU is a place of that welcomes diversity and inclusion and are against racism and, and bigotry and all that. So the cutting cutter statement that most orgs um, use. So that is where we are now. There's been like a lot of backlash online calling for the publisher to um, retract the, um, the paper and also to NYU as well. Do you so, think they should retract the paper? I think so. Okay, well, um, I guess I guess you know you 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 described it right. Like the 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 title of the academic and mind you, they're calling this an academic article, right? Like yeah. the, a scholarly article. And so you know, you and I had looked at the abstract of it, right? And you know, it really talks about you know how America is the richest nation, but poverty still exists. Um, you know, we we're we're sitting here and we look at racial minorities, but a lot of them don't come from, you know, westernized countries or, or countries with Western cultures, which they're saying are more individualistic and moralistic about social order, demanding behavioral respect and blah, blah, blah. And so they use that as the backdrop to describe why specifically black and Hispanic folks um are not able to elevate their status in life and also why crime and other social problems you know are very prevalent in low income areas uh it even goes as far as to say you know that when you do have a black or brown you know family or person kind of re reach beyond that uh socioeconomic level that they are the exception and not the rule and by and large when black folks have an opportunity or when hispanics have an opportunity they don't take advantage of it because like you said they're either lazy or they don't work hard enough or they basically just waste their opportunities um and if and and then the final kind of conclusion being if they want to do better in life they need to be more individualistic and uh and essentially just work harder. My whole issue, you know, because I, I do stand behind the idea of academic um, freedom and academic principles to like research questions and try to find answers and bring in information and data to support claims. My whole issue is that if this is supposed to be an academic article or something that, you know, is peer reviewed and, and things like that, it's blatantly dismissive of all the context that have put these minority groups or these racial minority groups in the position where the opportunities that are, mind you, few and far between and the lack of ability to, you know, make mistakes or you have to damn near live a perfect life sometimes, it completely dismisses that whole thing and all the historical context behind it just to say that if you worked harder, you know, then you could get out of this place just like we did. Fucking bullshit. And so I think it's just blatantly irresponsible as an academic. 
as an as a academic publication like i want to see where the peer reviews are i want to see who are the people that greenlit this project from are there, springer are they racist yeah seriously though but i mean and so it's 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 indicative of a s- educational system that you know not only just has this these beliefs in it but then now tries to further promote them in an academic publication. Now, next time you go talk to your local racist, you know, let's say they read academic journals, they're gonna be like, well, man, there was this great article in Society last week where they were talking about poverty and culture and, you know, niggers don't work hard. And this is an academic article. I don't gotta say it, this is research. Bullshit, bullshit. That's all, and that's, that is what's the hardest thing for me to stomach about it, bro. Yeah, so and and you went to NYU. Like, what was your experience like? Uh, yeah. Um, so I was. Well, I just not went there, but you know. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, basically, I did part of my training there. Yeah. So that that's where I did my first uh, fellowship after grad school, and I was in the in the department of of basic science and and cranial facial biology, and I was the only black person in my department. Easily. Um, other other departments where I, I had to go like work with other like the department of urology, the the cell biology department, the biochemistry department. Like as I'm walking through these different departments, I wouldn't see other black people. So that's on a postdoc level. Of course there are like, you know, not that many undergrad and grad students, but I can see how when you don't have any diversity or inclusion or equity within your within your institution, how ideas like this can can just run rampant and and you can have a professor like hold these ideas and imagine if in his sociology class there's like one or two black students and he's at the lecturing and saying that blacks are just lazy, that's why they don't get ahead. Mm. Like imagine Do you think do you feel. think that do you think that he would actually be in, in lecture talking about that? Like do you think that's the oh, sort of rhetoric he preaches in his lectures? He's writing, I'm just one, I'm just curious. I mean, he's writing books about it. He has to like. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's what he believes. I'm sure that's what he teaches. So we just read the like we just read the the abstract, and because we didn't we didn't read the actual article because well probably because I don't want to read bullshit, but also because since we don't have the license to. To society, we have to pay yeah. like forty bucks to read this article, and I'm not Just paying. Yeah, fuck yeah that. I'm not paying that, right? So somebody did buy the article, and they, they they posted screenshots of part of it. I'm gonna. I want to really quick. I just want to read like a paragraph of what he says in in the actual article outside of the abstract. This part like just blows my mind. So it says uh, academics blame black social problems on white oppression. By that logic, the problems should have been worse. Should have been worse prior to the civil rights reforms in the 1960s. But in fact, the opposite occurred. The collapse of the black family occurred mostly after civil rights rather than before. Most blacks came from a high collective society in Africa, then lived under slavery and Jim Crow in the South. Those structures kept disorder at a low level. Dog, I'm hot. I'm hot. In that era, black levels of crime and female headedness were not much higher than among whites. But the blacks lost that structure after they many migrated to the northern cities in the last century, and especially after Jim Crow was abolished in the 1960s. So 
black social problems escalated even as opportunities broadened. So basically, he's saying that Dog. shit was cool. Dog. Shit was cool before before the 1960s. But, you know, y'all want to take away Jim Crow. Jim Crow had y'all in check. Dog. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, that just reminds me. That reminds me of that whole thing where people summarize, like, the history of America. And they were like, yo, slavery was bad. And then, you know, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. And then things weren't really great. But then, you know, Malcolm X came along and he was kind of mean about saying that people were racist. But then Martin Luther King came along and he was nice about it. And then the last racist on earth killed Martin Luther King. And now look at us. Everything's great. Like this man in this article is talking about, you know, the family structure was great in Africa and then, you know, came over in slavery and the family structure was great. Like it was no big deal. And in the 1960s when everyone migrated, that's when shit got bad. Completely dismissing the fact that you were you were removing male figures as the heads of the families, you know, shipping them off, selling them, and everything. You're you're breaking up families, selling children and, and wives, raping women. You know what I'm saying? Having all this other stuff. Like you destroyed the family structure throughout slavery, right? Shipping people off, disjoining everything. But that's completely dismissed. Completely dismissed. And then, like, promoting, the, I mean, I, I think, you know, promoting a lot of that separation, like, in colorism stuff, saying who's in the house, who's in the field, you know what I'm saying, all this other stuff, like, this is, this is why, this is why it's such a stupid article. So stupid. And what the fuck is female-headedness? I have no idea. In that era, black levels of crime and female-headedness were not much higher among whites. I mean, I know what he's trying to say, like, females, like, black women weren't... Being the head of the family? Yeah, and weren't, like, super aggressive and super stubborn about whatever, like, the, the typical black angry female. Well, I mean, shit, if you take away all the men, you know what I'm saying? Like, bruh, even just the fact that there's no mention of how, like, the the modern, you know, prison institution has you know essentially repeated all the same uh you know issues within you know black and brown family households that slavery did like bro you're a goofy bro like this cannot be your area of expertise in like this is just a an academically irresponsible article like let's forget all the facts of it just obviously being blatantly racist dismissive and and cruel like as an academic it's unacceptable to even accept something like this. And that's straight bullshit. Like, fuck Lawrence. Fuck Lawrence. Yeah, I, I concur. Uh, he, He's a bitch. I think, I, think, I think we said this, like, this is basically an opinion piece. That Honestly. It should be, like, somewhere in, like, the on the, Fox News or seriously. something like that. And they try, to, they try to dress it up as, as academic freedom. Nah, fuck that. This is, this is, it's, it's, it's racist. It's, it's it's racist. Yeah, under and it's an it's 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 so indicative of the American experience. It is a blatantly racist undertone. Not even undertone at this point. It's a blatantly racist item guzzied up you put lipstick on a pig to make it look like something that it's not so you know you publish it in an academic journal and you have this tenured professor who is 
quote unquote unbiased and you know academic and fair you know trying to present a cohesive argument but you strip down all the extra shit on it and it's just bullshit bro it's bullshit just the same way that everyone looks at the illusion of america and, and you know until something hits you directly in the face you don't realize like yo this shit is fucked and i think you know in the past several months a lot of people have had their eyes open and everything but you know we're at a time where oh like we need to make a change and we need to da 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 like it's not just police reform my friends like it is in every single institution that is critical to our country yep uh, and it's like fuck it i just need to buy buy me an island off of we going to madagascar dog let's do it you going to madagascar baby I'm, I'm with it yo cuz this this shit is like it, it's gonna feel. Like I said, it's gonna feel other races. And to, it's like, gonna empower them, bro. It, it empowers them. Like, like I, your your friendly neighborhood racist that has forty dollars to spend on a a PDF of this academic journal can be like, oh well, I'm one of the educated racists. Oh, but I'm not racist. Uh, this is an academic piece, and I can talk about it academically. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if if NYU. Like it's does what I want them, what I want them to do, and let and lets him go. He'll be on he'll be on Fox News talking about like how like they're yeah. like the, this country is or oh, this PC culture yep. is is detrimental for the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it's his First Amendment rights and, and all that. I mean, you bring up a good point because really. You know, because like I agree with you with with the behind the sentiment of like you know he should lose his job. Like uh, a professor that holds these views should not be educating black and brown students or any students of that matter, right? Yeah. But it's it's the sort of double edged sword such that he's going to do damage, um, teaching the students and teaching the next generation of educators and learners and academics at the same time by firing him taking away his tenure or you know re- or releasing him from the university he, it further entrenches him gives him more credibility and now he can use that platform in a different way to f- continually spew that so it's like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't like yeah what the you fuck know? can you do this man this man was i'm not surprised like this man Hell was born no. in, in the 40s bruh Th- this is why I, look as i don't care if you say i'm wrong whatever like i Intrinsically, do not trust older white people. Like, the racists. The racists. Like I don't know. Like if you if you were born if you were if you have fond memories not fond memories you have memories period <laughs> of the civil rights era if you're that old like I don't know what, I don't know what side you were on. Bruh, no. The thing is, honestly, honestly, uh, any any white person over the age of sixty. Let's say sixty. I, I I wouldn't trust them at all. Yeah, like you have because to, the truth you have to prove it to me. Well, I mean, and and so the reason why I say that is, I even look at Bernie Sanders. G. Everybody wants to be a Bernie bro and all this other shit. I think Bernie racist too. If I'm being one hundred with you, like, and he always wants to tout his I marched with MLK, blah blah blah. Fuck that shit. You was trying to get down with like socioeconomic stuff. You wasn't really stomping for black folks like that. And you know, with all the 
frequent accusations that his campaign had against his black uh, colleagues and you know staff members. Like he ain't that much better. Joe Biden, same wave, bro. Same wave, bro. Like you grew up at a time when schools were segregated. You were alive at a time where you if went a to black segregated schools. yes, you went to segregated schools. You were alive at a time that if a black person wanted to marry a white person, that was illegal. You were alive during that time. And I guarantee you none of them were out there on the street talking about, like, this is so wrong, guys. They might have got on board as times change, but they weren't in the street shooting with us in a gym, bro. They was not. None of them, bro. None of them. Because they would, they would move so differently. Move so differently. So, like, they just, I feel like they just go with, like, what's popular at the time. Yeah. They don't want to be hellraisers like that. Like, like and... I'm not saying that every black person back then was out in the streets marching either. Because they weren't. And some but, of them were definitely contrary to the movement. Yeah, right? for, Still. For, for sure. But I guarantee you that there, there are a lot of white people. If if segregation became legal today, yes, they, they would not be. They would be like, eh. That really sucks. Wow. Oh, man. But you know what? It's illegal and I don't want to break the law. Like, you know, law and order. Fuck that. I'll tell you this. My grandma being racist has a lot more reason to be racist than your grandma being racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've, and, and just in, you know, in her later years, like she just turned 90 this year. She's, she's just like loving to tell me stories and talk about stuff now. But it makes my head spin. It makes my head spin. It's the most the pettiest shit. Like some some white family wanted to buy their dog, and you know her her father was like, "Hey man, the kids love the dog. Like I don't think you know I'm gonna keep the dog." And so they just come and kill the dog. They're wow. like, "Fuck it, but you gonna kill your dog." And like as a child, for someone to kill your dog, that sucks. When people's dogs die, like they're it's like losing a loved one. It's like losing a family yeah. member. You're six years old, and they kill your dog because you're black, and they can, and, and nobody's gonna say shit about it. Like, come on, G. That shit is that shit is internalized at that point. Like beyond it's beyond just being angry and having a bad day. Like that is a part of you and you have to carry that with you for the rest of your life. Shit's different. Shit different. Yeah. Um should we say something positive? Should we end on like something? Is there anything optimistic we can say? Uh Ugh. I say, don't know. Say something positive, Tinder. You can do it. Use those degrees. Use those degrees. Give us something. Give us something to to take away and and still feel good about ourselves. I, I don't know if this is positive, but I think this is this is why we need more black and brown people in these in these spaces to push mm -hmm. back against to push back against like shit like this. Mm. And I'm I'm all I'm all for more people like us or look like us getting in, into these spaces. Yeah, it, I guess my only concern my only concern is like it's one thing to have uh, Ben Carson, you know what I'm saying, and it's another thing to have like a John Lewis, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, and and not to discredit Ben Carson in any way, because I mean, like, m my man's is a trailblazer in his own right. You know what I'm saying? But you know, sometimes I find 
and it's probably even indicative of what the article is talking about is, you know, so oftentimes when black people do ascend out of their, you know, initial station in life, they sacrifice their blackness. Like that's the first thing that they give up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can even kind of extrapolate that out to, you know, how, you know, not just how people move throughout their careers, but how they interact with their family now, how they choose their partners and mates for life and things like that. Like there's a dissociation of blackness thinking that that is going to be what makes you successful. And I think even that is um, grossly detrimental to the black community. Um, but, you know, what do I know? Thank you for that. I do think that that was optimistic and I did just kind of put a dark cloud over it. That's cool. Uh, uh, but if I say something positive, I would just remind people out here that, you know, this whole thing that's going on, if you have been active in any sort of way, um, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. And so, you know, I think obviously the big topic is police reform, but please recognize that it is all encompassing and it's not just one thing. So, you know, continue to educate yourselves, continue to have the difficult conversations, continue to support um, black and brown businesses that you see are doing things right or that you believe are doing things right. Because it's, it's one thing to support a black business. It's another thing to support a black business that supports the black community um, or a charity or an organization that supports the black community. So, um, da, 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 positivity, boom, boom. All right, so, I mean, I guess on that note, we can kind of move on to yeah, a more something lighter, like, lighter, yeah, lighter topic. Oof. So we have our dialogue segment that we're doing two weeks in, or our second week in a row. Yeah. And like you mentioned at the beginning, top of the episode, the NBA is already starting like their scrimmage. They set up the bubble. Uh, most of the players that are there of, of the 22 teams. Yeah, 22. 22 teams. They've been quarantined and are now within the bubble and playing uh, scrimmages, and the NBA season is starting soon. So not all the teams are there, so it's going to be 22 uh, in like their, to finish out the regular season, and then the playoffs will start, and then it will drop to 16 uh, teams, you know, eight in the east, eight in the west. And then the playoffs will start, and then we'll crown a champion. So I think uh, we, we kind of, Wanted to make a top five teams in in order that mm-hmm. we think have the best chance of winning the championship um, this season. Yeah. So, do you want do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? Uh, I can go first. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go starting with number five. I have the Houston Rockets. All right. Number four, the Boston Celtics. Number three, Milwaukee Bucks. Number two, the Los Angeles LeBrons. I mean, Lakers. Sorry, the Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers. And my number one team with the, I think, best shot of winning the championship are the Los Angeles Clippers, led by the robot himself, Kawhi Leonard. All right, so what do you have? Okay. Uh, for my number five team, uh, the same. I have the Houston Rockets. Okay. Number 14, also the same, uh, Boston Celtics. Number three team, I have 
I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Ugh. Already wrong. Already. All number, <laughs> number two team, uh, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. And number one team, I have the Milwaukee Bucks. And the reason I have it set up that way is because when I, when I do the, the East versus West, if it was just a free-for-all as far as seedings, then I w- it would be way different. I would have um, – yeah, it would be way different because I, I wouldn't have Milwaukee at the top. I have who Milwaukee you, at the who top. Would you have a- who would you have at the top? If I like was... the Lakers at the top. Oh. Then the Clippers, then the Bucks. Because if it's a free-for-all, that means Milwaukee would, def- would potentially have to play both of them to just win the championship. But they don't. At this, like the way it's set up now, on East versus West, Milwaukee only has to play one of them. And then the other two, the other two uh, Los Angeles teams have to play each other and mm-hmm. beat up each other. And mm-hmm. then, at that point, go face Milwaukee. Oh. So, so, I guess my question is, who do you think will actually win the championship? Will actually win it? Yeah, who do you think is going to win the championship? Because of the reason I said, because of the reason I said, I think the Bucks have a slight edge over the Lakers. So your NBA Finals would be the Lakers, Bucks, the Bucks, Lakers. Yeah. And you think the Bucks would win it because the Lakers would have to battle the Clippers and they could get beat up and you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Damn. So I guess I rated, I ranked it just like the teams that I have the best chance of winning the whole entire thing. I think the Clippers are the deepest team in the NBA. Like they just have bucket getters all across their roster, as well as one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, And, you know, and we've talked about this offline as well. I think the Lakers are great and I don't feel comfortable ever betting against LeBron at the same time you know the loss of Avery Bradley even the addition of J.R. Goofy Smith I don't know bro I I don't I don't know what if if Lou Williams decides not to come back Lou Williams is coming back bro he just got a quarantine for 10 days like he's like I'm tired of it like I'm tired because he he didn't want to be there in the first place bruh he okay he dipped out went to the little strip club he got revitalized. He's going to sit down for 10 days. And then he's going to come back and get buckets. The season hasn't even started yet, and they're bored. Like, And the food is average. What's the season oh, no, start? The food, the food to me is not average. Oh, and for I seen. Because I, I watch occasionally J, uh, JaVale McGee's uh, vlog. That's so funny. On, on YouTube. And like he just goes through his day. And like the other day, he posted some Ari breakfast. Like, them omelets and fresh toast, they look kind of good. That's because it was French toast, bro. You ain't fooling nobody. If it was anything other than French toast, she'd be like, that's weak. It was like, pancakes. I'd be like, what the hell is that? What is that bullshit? Pancakes? <laughs> pancakes? It was French toast. And you was like, man, that shit's smacking. It did look good, though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, like, to have the Bucks number one, like, like, that's like saying you think Giannis and whoever his number two guy are a better duo to win a championship than either LeBron and AD or George and Kawhi Leonard. And I vehemently disagree with that. I just think I just think one size matters a lot in the playoffs because it's very physical and they have a huge team. They had a, they've had a huge team the last three years and still take them L's, bro. Also true, but I think I just think Giannis is on a mission this year. To be honest, 
When is he not on a mission? Like, no, you don't no, think no. LeBron's on a mission? You don't think Kawhi is on a mission, bro? But, like I said, like I said, I think the Western Conference Finals is going to play a role in the finals. Like, it's like the, them beating each other up and, and, like, I don't, you remember, like, last year, when Golden State and Houston was going back and forth, beating each other up, uh, yeah. uh, KD got hurt in that series. Mm-hmm. So that played a role in the in the in the in the NBA Finals. Yeah, because KD plays, there's no way Toronto wins that championship. I don't know about all that. Come on, Kawhi Leonard, Kyle, Kawhi Leonard, yo. Yeah, I know, but Kevin Durant. Boardman gets paid. Yeah, Boardman uh, gets paid. He's a fun guy. Boardman gets paid. He's Kevin Durant. Who? I don't, see, that's that PG crap already. Like, let's not act like. Let's not act like. All right, I, I guess he didn't play this past season, but don't think, don't act like KD is not like the top, a top two or three player in the league. He's maybe top five. Name four players better than KD. LeBron James. Okay, it's one. LeBron James. No, uh, Kawhi Leonard. No. Kawhi Leonard's better. He's better. He's not. All around. He's a better no, he's defender. Not. He's a better defender. Yes, he is. Who's a better? Who, if you were starting a, if you were starting a team. If I was starting a team. And you could, and, and on the board available was Kawhi, like both healthy. Yes. Because we know they both have injuries. Yes. Kawhi Leonard or Kevin Durant was on the board. Who are you taking? Kawhi Leonard. Oh, you're wilding. I'm Am I Wallen? Kawhi has won two championships with two different teams with with bums around him. Like not bums, but like oh, right, so don't do that because not bums, not bums, San Antonio, bro. What I mean, Tim, old ass Tim with, Duncan, it, it, old ass Tim Duncan, bro, old ass Tim Duncan and Tony, old ass Tony Parker and old Tim ass Nobly. Nobly. Old they old as hell, bro. They old as hell. So you and, bro, and then and then all he had was was Kyle Lowry in Toronto. And a, and a young Siakam. And a young Siakam, bro, like, don't nobody be checking for these dudes. Like, they're maybe top 50 players in the league. Whereas whereas KD needed two other top 25 players in the league. Two other top 25s. Maybe in, in, in easily three top 30s. Easily three top 30s, bro. KD is a weenie, bro. He's a weenie. We're not going to do that. PG is soft, G. PG is soft. Aren't you from there? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not going to do that because Draymond Green is not a top 30 player. Top 50? Yeah, okay, I'll get top 50. He's not top 30. Top 40. Well, I I have to look at the list. I need to look at the list. Because Draymond, to me, like, you put Draymond... On a team by himself. Uh, actually, we, we saw him on a team by himself this past he's, season. He's a top ten defender. Top five that. defender. Top five defender. I'll give you that. But but he's a, the NBA. He's it's a the, modern Dennis Rodman. How about NBA. that? It's he's a NBA. modern. He's a modern. Scoring Dennis. matters. Scoring he can matters. get buckets. Man, bro, he can get enough buckets. He's a modern Dennis Rodman, bro. Man, he gets buckets. He can get buckets. I'm not saying he's a bucket, but he can. He can. He can put up 15 for you easy. He put up 15 when when when, when the other team defense is focused on on Clay and and and, and Steph. Two other top 20 players in the league. Yeah, that's how he gets his buckets because they're worried about those other two. He's a modern Dennis Rodman, and you're not gonna discredit Dennis Rodman. I, I'm saying I'm gonna do. I'm gonna discredit Draymond Green. 
I'm gonna dis I'm gonna discredit KD, bro, because I've not seen him win. I don't think Brooklyn is gonna have a chance when it's him and Kyrie. That that's fine. He's they're, he, they're duds. He's the top three play in this league. He's and he's not gonna convince me otherwise. Okay, you got you got you got LeBron James, you got Kawhi Leonard, um, you got I'm gonna say Anthony Davis. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Huh? You you have made my argument for me. You said Anthony Davis and LeBron James are better yeah. than, are, are top five players. Yeah, they're both top five players. So why don't you have them beating the Clippers? Because I don't I think that the Lakers have a great starting five and they're walking buckets, but then once those two players are gone, like it, it's they, anemic. Their offense is anemic. Their offense is anemic, bro. In the, in the playoffs, the rotations get shortened anyway. Sure. It's like it's like you're running like seven, eight players regardless in the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. And but I'm telling you, like I'm telling you, when that second unit is on the court, when <laughs> yes, Guinness, I'm telling you, the Lakers don't got it like that, bro. AD don't got it like that <laughs> to win the championship. So Zub- like Zubak and whoever else is and and Shamrock is not gonna be gun- is not gonna get burned like that in the playoffs. Listen, Montrez Harrell's gonna get ticked. Patrick Beverly's gonna be a menace. He's a starter, Lou, so he's on his bench. Lou, well, we're talking about the lineup. We're talking about rotations and shit. Lou Will is a walking no, no, bucket. No, what Lou, I'm saying is, I'm Lou saying Will is, is gonna be. You're saying that the, the Lakers have a better starting five. So let's let's go. No, no, no. I'm saying they have a good starting five, but they're a second better starting unit. Five. I don't. Mm, a better starting five. Yes. I don't think they're. I, I think that they have the best two players. I think they have two. I think they have two of the best five players in, in the in the series, and the I Clippers think, have the other three. Because the Clippers will have, I think, if, if you look at the five best players in the series, okay, between the Lakers and the Clippers, it would be LeBron, number one, Kawhi, number two, AD, number three, Paul George, number four, Lou Will, number five. Uh-huh. And so I think that the Clippers would have more, like, and, and mind you, Lou Will is not one of their starters, bro. So he's going to come off the bench. He's going to let PG and Kawhi get a little rest here and there. He's still a walking bucket. The Lakers don't have that because you're asking Kyle Kuzma to be that dude. You're asking Caruso to be that dude. You're asking Dwight to be relevant. Like, cut it out. Cut it out. Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard? Come on, fam. I don't. I just don't think they got enough. I don't think they got enough. And, LeBron, and I know... I'm that dude over here doing blasphemy, doubting LeBron, because LeBron is that guy. But the truth of the matter is, he can't do it by himself. I'm sorry, he can't. And All I don't. Right. Know- All right, we're gonna see, cause we gonna see. Just like, just like we say, Giannis, like playoffs doesn't do anything. I've I've never seen Paul Paul George come remotely do anything in the playoffs. He had that one series against Bro. against the. Uh, Against the Heat, where he went off and still and ended, ended up losing his six anyway. When 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 uh, what's his name? Lance Stevenson blew in, Le- in LeBron's ear. He had that one series. Besides that, what what has Par George done in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, that's when he was the number one guy, bro. Like like when you have Kawhi there to carry the weight, like. Paul George can just go out there and just be a, a a a hired gun. He can be what Clay Thompson was for the Warriors, bro. Like he can he can he can he can go flame on and be the human torch real quick and go crazy for a game or two. And then like 
Kawhi is just bored, man. Like he's out there just gonna be running that shit. G, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, dog. Look, okay, check this out. Check this out because I'm already just counting it as a dub for the Clippers, bro. Like, um, but think about the Clippers versus the Bucks now, right? Like, the top five players in that series, the top five players in the Clippers Bucks series, you would have number one is probably Giannis, or no, nah, number one is Kawhi, number two is Giannis. Number three is Paul George. Number four is Lou Will. Number five, I would say, is Montrez Harrell over uh, Middleton. What? Middleton? Like, what? Why are you flexing on Middleton like he's somebody? Why are you like Montrez is cool, but like, just remember, like, he goes against the second unit all the time. Like, he doesn't like. Right. So the yeah, acting like Montrez is some like superstar that's gonna come out like, come out and give you thirty. He's not. I don't need him to give me thirty. I need him to be a good player and do his job better than the other team does. And Middleton doesn't do that. I mean, Middleton, he's a shooter, bro. He's a, he's just a shooter. That's it. That's it. He's just gonna shoot some shots. I, I don't think you. I don't think you watch enough Bucks games. Who watches Bucks games? I do. What? Why? Not on TV all the time. What are you talking about? No one cares. You're on TV all the time. No one cares about the funky bucks, bro. That's why you're disrespecting them because you don't know. I'm That's not cool. disrespecting them. I'm just telling cool. you that I they're mean, not. They they have the best record in the league. That's cool. It's the regular season. That's the regular season. They always are good the in the regular season. season. The regular season counts for something. The regular yeah. season and they're in the Eastern Conference. Once LeBron left the Eastern Conference, it's irre- it's oh. irrelevant. I also appreciate how neither of us said the Philadelphia 76ers, even though Ben Simmons is shooting threes now. Because it doesn't matter. And I love Joel Embiid. They're like the fourth best team in the East. Behind? Behind Milwaukee, Milwaukee. uh, Boston, and Miami. Oh, Miami. Ooh, good call. They're actually sixth in the standings, too, behind the Pacers. Oh, yeah. Duds. Friggin' duds. Yeah, 76 was trash. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, bro. We might have to put some money on this as we get closer. Because the truth of the matter is, I don't even know if we'll actually even have an NBA championship this year, bro. Because Dog, did you see that the the Rays... Just had like twelve players test positive corona, and they had to cancel like three games and two coaches. I, s- oh wait, I did see that, and I also saw that what the Miami, no Marlins. Marlins it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's, it's the Marlins. Marlins, Marlins. yeah. Sorry, okay, Marlins. yeah, the Marlins. Yeah, they canceled their home opener because of that shit. Oh, twelve players. Stupid. I mean, it's Florida though. But it's Florida. That that just shows you that a lot of these sports leagues, the sh- shit ain't that sweet. Like, you it's can take not. all the precautions you want, and People can still transmit this virus, but you know the, the government wants us to open back schools. And you know, whatever. <laughs> the government wants us to open back schools. <laughs> they want free daycare. Basically, the government. And what your girl Elizabeth Warren was proposing, just just saying. But who are me? Who yeah. are me to speak yeah. on it? You know. Um, but yeah, dog. Let's uh let's go ahead and um anything else you want to add? We can move to our AVM and we can get up out of here, dog. Nah, I'm I'm good. Let's let's get out of here. Uh, so, I guess I can go. I can go first. So for my ABM this week, uh, my audio, I am going to do um, not a song. 
or not an album. I'm actually doing a playlist. Hey. So last week we kind of talked about this on the podcast. Uh, John made a playlist for our training or our training group. Is that the right word for it? Run group. Run group. Our run group. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, each week we have playlists that come out that comes out for the people that are training. And John made it last week. It's called uh, TDP, which stands for the Dog Pound Week Two. So if you want to search that on on Apple Music or Spotify, it's really good playlists, really up tempo, up tempo songs. It's thirty two songs, like hour hey. forty minutes. Hey, um, it has songs like all types of songs. Like some songs I never heard of before, but I was like, oh, this this song actually like goes pretty hard. Bangers, baby! Yeah. I'm so happy. You're making me so happy right now. Ugh. Yeah, so it's it's a um, really, really good playlist. So if you need like a longer playlist, let's say you're going to the, hopefully you're not going to the gym, but if your <laughs> if your gym does take appropriate steps to make sure everyone's safe, you're in the gym, and you want to work out, or you were going for a run or a bike, not not biking. You don't want to see me while you're biking, but let's say you're working out and <laughs> <laughs> and you want a really good playlist, just type in TDP Week Two on. Uh, iTunes or Apple Music and Spotify, and it's it should be it's under my name, but John made the playlist. Oh, thanks, Tune Day. No problem. And then for my visual, I'm doing a show that I'm currently binging. Binging. It's called In the Dark. It's a show that comes on the CW, but I'm binging off of Netflix, and it's a show about a blind woman. Who whose life is basically a mess. Like it's, like the show starts out with her like having a one night stand and then basically kicking him out because she just has a series of one night stands because like I guess sex and, and liquor is the only thing that makes her feel good. Does that mean she's a mess because she has one night stands today? Ugh. No, but like, no, but she it, she she uses the sex and the one night stand as a coping mechanism. Mm, and that's so, not healthy, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't but think so. for guys or girls, for the record. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the show, she has like two friends, her roommate, and this little black black kid who like sells drugs in, on the corner by her building, and he gets murdered, and she's basically Not- trying to solve his murder. Um, it's it's a ridiculous show, but it's entertaining. Is it like funny or is it serious? Or- some parts are funny. Some parts are serious. But overall, it's it's a good amount of sex in there. I mean, they don't show anything because it, it does come on the CW. That's why you like it, though? No. I like it because it's ridiculous, and I can play it like in the background while I'm doing work. Ah, okay. Just like the just like the other movie I recommend, other show I recommended, The Warrior Nun Show. That shit was good. Yeah. I got to finish it. I got like two episodes left. That shit is good. Yeah. That was I a did. good rec. Yep. Thanks. So that's my visual for this week. And for and for my um, for my mental, um, I am doing a book by uh, by Bell Hooks. And uh, so the book is uh, basically a it's called We We Real Cool: uh, Black Men and Masculinity. I think I sent you I sent you the PDF. The PDF. So if you want to read it. Yep. But, I got it yesterday. Yep. It's a collection of essays where she talks about how like white society 
treats or they view black men and in response the the in response how like black men internalize how they view how we are viewed and and they project outwards like their like their attitudes their their views towards towards women their views towards sex um this views towards a lot of things so it's a really really good book um just just talking about masculinity and, and blackness and because bill hooks mostly talks mostly writes about feminism but mm. um i think this even even so this because it's all tied together this yeah is, this is a really good book this kind of talking about just black males in general and uh and if you're not a black uh, black male i think you should still read the book um yeah. really good uh we were cool and I think, you know, the one term that people are throwing around now a lot anyway is intersectionality, right? Such that, you know, it might have been targeted for this one audience, but there is definitely overlap and kind mm-hmm. of how they move through the world. Funny enough, like when you had said the title, right, like it reminded me of uh, the episode, you know, several weeks, several months ago at, or a couple months ago now at this point when we did the uh, poetry, uh, yeah. we did our poetry slam. Uh, and the name of the poem that I read on the show was We Real Cool by Gwendolyn Brooks. And yep. I feel like I feel like there's probably like some inspiration from that, right? Where um, that poem she was talking about like black men at like a pool hall and just like the the priorities and things like that and kind of how misguided it can be depending on your circumstances and stuff. So I, I think this book would be really cool to as like a deeper dive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also recommend people go check out that poem. Um, there's actually videos of Gwendolyn Brooks reading the poem also with the same name, We Real Cool. Um, and it's just, it's, such, it's really beautifully written, really short, but it's dope. So writing is dope, bruh. Yep. I think I actually might reread this book um, after... I think last last episode, episode before last, we talked about Mary Trump's book. Uh, last episode, right? Oh. Yeah. So I actually got a copy, a free copy of it, a PDF. Yeah. So. Yeah, and sent it to the boy. Sent it to the kid. Yep. I'm gonna start reading that today. I need you to. I, can you email it to me? Oh yeah. Maybe I got we shouldn't you. say this podcast, but yeah. I got you. Yeah. Appreciate you, doggy. Um, I gotta finish up. I gotta. I got like. 50 pages left on my little Japanese joint, like the art of war for like Japanese joint or the art of samurai stuff. Yeah. Uh, that book, like there's like two separate parts of it. And the second half has been fire. Like I've been highlighting the shit out of it, but I'll talk about it on a later episode. Cause I'm almost okay. done. Um, but I just love Japanese culture. Shit. Shit's fire to me. Um, all right. So thanks for those recommendations. You got anything else? Are you yeah. good? Oh, that's it. All right. So for my AVMs, uh, switch it up a little bit. My audio, and you know, you talked about how we've been doing our workout playlists and everything. Mm-hmm. Also, everybody, TDP Week Three is up as well. Tunde made that one, and it's a good playlist so far. Appreciate it, though. I do saw your I saw your J Cole uh, in there, so I, that made me giggle because <laughs> you're talking hella shit. Um, but I needed a change of pace, so I pulled up. I've been listening to this album that came out earlier this year. It's called The Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Uh, and I don't think you're super familiar with them, but you know, it's more of like a psychedelic rock type. Not rock, but 
electronic type. It's very ambiance type music, I guess is one way I can describe it. Um, but it's just like a nice change of pace. It's a nice vibe. And, you know, I just really like the album. It's got, you know, a few pretty um, popular tracks on there. Uh, Borderline is a popular one. I like this song called Breathe Deeper. And another one is Lost in Yesterday. But, yeah, the album is called The Slow Rush um, by Tame Impala. It came out this year. So it'll probably be one of my top five albums for this year, to be honest. Oh, at wow. this point, in terms of the ones that I've played the most. Yeah. But it's... I've been bumping it like crazy um, just to kind of mellow out because your boy is be high strung all the time. Um, for my video, um, as you know, I'm addicted to the reality sh- TV show type joints. And there's this one on Netflix called Indian Matchmaking. <laughs> uh, basically, it's like Married at First Sight, but it's for, um, what, what is it, like arranged marriages between Indian folks. And it's kind of interesting to me. Like, I think it kind of sucks, if I'm being honest. But that's because, you know, like with Married at First Sight, they have like a religious person. They have like a sex person. They have like a psychologist. And they have like all these different opinions, all these different beliefs and stuff. And they kind of come together and talk about like a, a match and a pairing that can be fruitful. Yeah. But with this show, it's like one lady, she's like, oh, I'm an Indian matchmaker. Uh, she talks with the families, and the families have all these opinions and, you know, all these things to say. And then they look at, like, a little resume, and they're like, oh, you should meet this person. He likes to read line. Like, oh, he likes to surf. Like, who cares? Uh, and then they're expected to, like, go on a date or two. And if it works out, then, like, they basically just get married. Hmm. And so it's... It's not that that's the part that's bothering, but the fact that it's just this one lady who's, like, reading a resume. It's not like they kind of dig deep on the person and, like, their childhood and all these other experiences, which I I think are important to kind of finding a pairing. Um, And they also don't really give you the satisfaction of, like, knowing if the relationships, like, really last or or work out. Because a lot of the people are superficial as hell when they're talking about what they like. They're like, I want somebody fair-skinned and tall and... And it's just like, come on, G, like, cut it out. Cut it out. But I'm still addicted to them shits, and the show is pretty fucking good. So Indian matchmaking, definitely something you don't need to pay attention to, but just have it playing. But, woo, uh, I'm I'm an addict. So um, that's my visual. For my mental, um, a, a funny book of mine that I enjoy, it's called A Practical Guide to Racism. Um. It's by C.H. Dalton. Uh, it's basically a pseudonym. Um, uh, he's pretending to be like some professor. Uh, but it's one of the writers that used to write for The Daily Show. And, uh, you know, I like the book because I think, you know, we're in very hypersensitive racial times. But the book is one where it kind of just, you know, uh, John Stewart put the tagline on it is read this with somebody you hate. Because the whole point of the book is to kind of like laugh at a lot of the ridiculous, whether they're stereotypes or, you know, misconceptions about different groups of people, whether it's racial or ethnic or religious. Because, you know, while I think, you know, a lot of the racist or stereotypical things are very dangerous, um, you know, I think when you can kind of detach from that aspect of it, you know, some of them, some of the beliefs are just so stupid that, 
it's it's a really creative thing to do to have people kind of come together and actually become closer by just laughing at how stupid some of these beliefs are, right? And how yeah. misguided they are. And it is very skillfully written where you can laugh at a lot of the things. Um, maybe I'm just not as like sensitive um, in my own experience, but you know, one of the things that it does is like it talks about all the different groups of people, whether it's like, oh, Asian people or Jewish people or white people or or Hispanic people. And in, in every single chapter, there's like a, a small table that says things that this group of people have stolen from the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like you look at it and it's like it's for me it's hilarious but you know that's it kind of is a satirical sort of comment on just how races and, and yeah. society has moved through the world and an acknowledgement of that kind of stuff I do think you you can talk about things like that in a in a comedic sense yeah, as long as it's funny, right? Yes, because when it's not funny, that's when you get into trouble, right? Big fact. Then, then it sounds like the article from from society. Honest, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like tone matters, right? And I think that's the one thing about writing is you know, or you see this academic article in society from this tenured professor at NYU, you know, Harvard educated, and his tone is not making a joke. But then you have this guy from The Daily Show and, you know, the, the work that they do is satirical in nature around society and politics and all that other stuff. And you can read it as such. It reads as such. And just the title alone, when you have that book sitting out and people see it, they're like, a practical guy to racism. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And that makes me laugh in itself, too. So um, that is my mental recommendation, A Practical Guide to Racism by C.H. Dalton. Um so yeah, check that out if you want like a nice break between all your uh, anti-racist books. And uh, yeah, so bring it on home, Toonie. All right, thanks for those, uh, dog. So we hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks for rocking with us. I think this is a shorter than usual episode, but I'm not mad at that at all. So. Now that we've, you know, given you our AVM recommendations and things to check out to next week, let's go ahead and wrap things up. So first and foremost, we want to thank you for listening. And you can always stay connected with us by email at summer16podcast at gmail.com. Also on our show's Instagram and Twitter account. They both have the same name, summer16pod. And lastly, on our Facebook page, just type in summer16podcast. And all the links for each of those places will be in the description. And lastly, if you enjoy the content and you want to help us grow and provide better shows going forward, uh, please don't hesitate to put something towards our cash app. Uh, and that cash app is dollar sign summer 16 pod and anything that you can give um, helps. So until next time, whole lot of gang shit. Gang, 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 gang. Y'all be safe out there and wear a mask, yo. Dang. Yeah, wash your hands, too. Wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Peace. Yeah.